0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Josh. I'm Eric.
1: And it is Thursday, February 22nd, so we'll be chatting about movies from the 23rd of February through March 1st. March 1st, 2018 already. Jeez, that's scary. And uh, I'm getting over sickness. Eric says he's in the trenches. Yeah, it's not been fun. Are you okay? Have you
2: made it through?
0: Yeah, Yeah, I, I had a little... Not a flu, but like a little, so it's good but it luckily religious. it didn't last long. A
2: yeah. well, like, small room breathing, yeah. In each it was say we're like
1: encroaching yeah. on Andrew, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so get him.
0: he'll take it. We're quarantined.
1: <laughs> so, we made a couple of March break bookings today Paddington 2 and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Nice, and I don't know the exact times. Paddington will probably be like one o'clock shows. Lee said we're gonna get in.
2: No. Oh, oh. I turned you down. This never happens.
0: We have a request. That's Is
2: that Lee? Stop talking about Paddington. Oh shoot. Hang on. Lee was saying we have a bunch of other bookings
1: that are kind of interfering as per usual, but it made me think today, speaking of Star Wars, as we never do on the podcast, <laughs> I did our little, you know, I put up on Facebook, put up on Twitter, and put up on the website. It's so interesting to ponder how movies pre- and post-social media... If you just go to a website like Metacritic for The Last Jedi, the first 20 reviews are five-star reviews, like five-star reviews from major places. Boston Globe, I think, was one I used, Total Film, Time Out, and then a whole bunch of four-star reviews following that. And it's so interesting because you hear from, you know, no sources. You hear like, oh, the new Star Wars film is really bad. Oh, fans are really upset. And yet the reviews are pretty staggering for it. And...
0: It's the fanboy reviews that are yeah kind of low.
1: Yeah. I always get so frustrated with that because I am a fanboy and I really like Star Wars. And so I always get mad when they say, when they say, fans upset about Star Wars. I'm like, no, I really liked it. <laughs> really, I did. Promise. Yeah. You know? And there's other things that I was a fan of as a kid where I don't like the movies, but I don't really kind of, you know, fret on it or whatever. Even Star Trek, which I like, there are movies throughout that franchise that I don't, I don't like them all. Yeah. But my life went on, and I don't kind of <laughs> yes. stay angry about, you know, the last two Next Generation movies. I just kind of go, oh, I didn't like those. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it doesn't, it didn't ruin my childhood. I can still watch Star Trek First Contact and think it's good. Yeah, which
2: it is. Which it is, but, yeah. I mean, I assume it is. I haven't rewatched it, but, I mean, maybe it's better off. It must be good. Schrodinger's Contact. I'll just not watch it again, and it's still great. But, yeah, so, I
1: mean, it's hard to feel bad for Last Jedi because it made $1.5 billion yeah. and is nominated for four Oscars, and the franchise is fine. But, yeah, I just always ponder that, and I just was thinking about that today as I wrote, and my brain was like, wow, it's not hard to find good reviews for this movie from a yeah. diverse batch of critics. And yet, there is an illusion maybe that it's
2: a trashed film. Yeah, well, and it's funny too, like, the Disney obviously loved it enough to give Ryan Johnson a trilogy, like, yeah. before it even came out. So it's like, okay, well, they loved it, and obviously the public loved it who were buying tickets. And, and considering their track
1: <laughs> record at firing people. Yeah, yeah.
2: If they didn't like him a couple weeks in, I don't think he would still be... Yeah, he wouldn't have another job with them. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's weird. It's insane, and, I feel like it's a really, like, sort of... It's a small faction of people, and I say small in the big scheme of things. Right. Like, obviously, there are a lot of people who hated it. I've talked to them, I was going to say, but, I mean, <laughs> you don't really talk to those people. Like, it's more like you listen to their laundry list of things they hated, oh, yeah. and, like, this is not what should have happened. It's, like, okay, based on what? Like, what you were hoping, or...? And it's, like, you know, I, I was in the lucky position where I got free passes to both
1: Transformers and Transformers 2. So none of my money went into their pockets. <laughs> yeah. But I have not seen, or even on, you know, at home, I, I haven't seen Transformers 3, 4, 5. Because I went, well, I didn't like the first two. Don't really like the filmmaker. I got other things to do. And with people complaining about a lot of franchises, whether it be Star Trek, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, any of these, they're still going to buy the ticket for the next one. Yeah. So any of your complaints, I don't think Kathleen Kennedy at Lucasfilm is really sweating it because she's like... Yeah, I know if you guys hate the Han Solo trailer, you've still bought your tickets to Han Solo. So it's not like we're feeling that repercussion. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, traditionally on television with ratings, oh, people aren't watching it. The show got canceled. That's it, you know. (laughs) But with movies nowadays, especially the angriest voices keep on buying
2: those tickets. Yeah. (laughs) So... And I'm and I like and solo is the first one where I'm sort of like you know I know I'll see it and, but I'm kind of, I'm still a little wishy washy on it like I mean the trailer looked good and I, I'm sure it will be good but I'm just I'm not it's not quite the same like for Rogue One it's just like when they start using those old sounds and stuff in the yeah. trailer I was like Whoa, oh my god you know and with, and with this one I'm just I think it might be partly because of the turmoil surrounding it I guess a little bit too yeah like, where I just don't I don't really know what to expect from it. But i hesitate to say i trust disney at this point it feels icky to say but like
1: well and and it's it's i'm sad because it's two filmmakers who got fired who again in this social media world we're in i like these guys Mm -hmm. i've read posts about these guys phil
0: was it phil lord and chris Chris miller and phil lord okay the lego guys the lego
1: guys i love the lego movie and going back to their earlier work clone high is one of my favorite shows so, so good and they were a couple of nerds done good. You know, I, I don't think... I, whatever happened, it was the old creative differences. And they bounced back. They, they're onto another project. I'm sure they'll be fine. So that made me sad. And then when Ron Howard took over, I was like, oh, he hasn't had a great track record the last decade or so. <laughs> yeah. so well, I he's just, got a
0: master class now. Yeah.
1: So yeah. <laughs> Every time I see that master class ad, all I think of is Tom Hanks making fun of Ron Howard on Letterman. Because Tom Hanks would do this like impersonation of, oh, um, right. of like a real hepped up... Speedily voiced Ron Howard yeah. giving direction on Splash or whatever—that's <laughs> all I could think of. But all I think of Han Solo is like, well, it's the director of Willow. I love Willow. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so.
0: Cocoon and yeah, Splash. And Splash and... Yeah.
1: Thirteen. I mean, he didn't do that. Cocoon two.
0: Did no. He? no, I hope
1: not. His last few movies have been the
2: Tom Hanks movies, The Angels and Demons.
1: Yeah, and mm.
2: whatever the, the Da Vinci Code, I guess.
1: You know, I'm gonna go. I'll go see it, and and I'm gonna go see it because I want to see. Donald Glover play Lando Calrissian. Oh, yeah, really like, that's my ticket price right there huge
2: and there were some great shots in the trailer for sure like the Sergio Leone kind of yeah. gunslinger shot looked amazing and I mean yeah. I and really I, think, I want it to be good I, I hate people getting it. too upset over a trailer as well Yeah, same thing happened with Venom which I to be honest I haven't seen the trailer
1: but people seem to be losing their minds about the Venom trailer yeah. and I'm like it's like a teaser trailer, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it, it's it's Ooh, weird.
2: Do you really want to see unfinished effects for a movie based around effects? Like, yeah, that, that's what I it, like. I love Venom. Like, he was my favorite character growing up, yeah. and he's just such a great antihero. But like that, the trailer—it's a teaser trailer. Like, what what did you expect? Tom Hardy's a pretty good actor, you yeah. know. So I'm sure.
0: Well, the a full trailer will come out, and, and again, anyone complaining
2: online is probably
0: gonna go buy the ticket
2: yeah I would think, and the, the fact that it's R-rated and it's Tom Hardy like that alone should guarantee yeah people are good it's at R-rated it. yeah how,
0: how will kids get to see it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know there's no way <laughs> everything
2: every, it's it, 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 somebody made a joke about
1: this but I'm like oh no where I do almost think they're gonna be like Hey, can we do an R-rated Captain America? Hey, can we do an R-rated Spider-Man? Like, oh, no, do those other ones. That's fine.
2: It would be amazing if they just add like f bombs, and that's the only difference. Yeah, like really
1: late, really. Bad. But geez, he's really cursing a lot lately. Before we move on from Star Wars, it will be the last chance to see Last Jedi before it gets locked away. I forget the exact date, but
0: we're screening March twelfth, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, that right. So that twelve and
1: fourteen, and it's out on Blu-ray. A week later, yeah, I think. Yeah, so, after that. So even, you know, I won't be upset, I'm assuming you've seen it already, <laughs> but if you're a Star Wars fan, this is really probably your last chance to see it yeah. before it gets locked away in those pesky Disney vaults that we keep on talking about because it's in the news more and more we need to nowadays. break into those vaults. We can oh get some good stuff in there. Some nice folks at A Company of Fools, which is a local theater troupe, they had two very successful fundraisers here recently screening Sound of Music they sent an email recently saying nice things to us and and they're they're very kind and said they want to do another fundraiser coming up and they had this short laundry list of movies asking lee which ones are available and it was like i swear it was like the jungle book and all these other like disney musicals and lee replied he's like well none of those disney musicals are available yeah the funny thing is sound of music is owned by fox so pretty soon that oh, might not be available. Man. Though somebody did, Sam pointed out on the last podcast I did with him, Sam from our absent friend Shadowcast, that I haven't read up about this, but supposedly there is some kind of rumblings about the, the sale might not go through because Disney would own too much. What oh, do you call that? Yeah, um,
2: not uh, antitrust. Uh, Monopoly? No. We're chipping away at it. We're, We're getting away closer to that word. I got the right idea. Us three yeah. dumb guys can come up with a word, but <laughs> yeah.
1: if a big company owns too many other big companies, yeah. the government might step in and be like, hey guys, that's too much. Yeah, I like Monopoly. Like, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll go with that. We'll, right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can correct us. So, that supposedly, there's rumblings that that might happen with Fox Disney. Where they might come out and be like, God, Disney, you own too much already. This would yeah. have you own. Fifty percent of the entertainment world, you know. Yeah. So this is all kind of rumor and
2: journalistic gossip, but I wouldn't be surprised if that might happen. If and if not with this, then any further thing, because I mean they're not going to stop trying to acquire no. fun stuff. So. I imagine a couple of years from now. Well,
1: they. Say, oh, what did I just read? Like we're whatever 50, 55 days into the year, and this week, this week, Disney will pass a billion dollars in domestic box office. Because it's like Black Panther Jeez. and the leftover of Star Wars in January okay. or whatever. So that's in in, a, in their first quarter on box office, they made that's a billion insane. dollars. So Pre-Solo. Cool, yeah, pre-Solo, pre-whatever Marvel stuff they have out this year, pre-whatever animation they have. Incredibles forget, 2. Incredibles 2, forgetting oh, television, theme parks, merchandise, yeah. you know. That's crazy. So...
2: Yeah, that's disturbing, almost like. And then when yeah, oh, so it means they're going to have a lot of money to make more cool movies. But and then uh, what's funny is like uh, they're doing it on good movies too. Like, that's like big, I yeah. haven't seen Black Panther, but apparently it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and it's like they're not just cranking out crap like they could be, or yeah. like they have in the past at times. But I mean, well, like not to mismerge the fine folks at Fast and the Furious.
1: <laughs> like the, the, it's a the, place yeah, right, the, <laughs> yeah the good old folks Over at the Fast <laughs> and, the, the, the and the Furious, and furious it's Country But those are Crowd pleasing movies About car crashes Mm-hmm. And we're in a world where there's going to be, what are they at, eight? And there's, at least. And there's going to be ten. Like, that's a fact. There's going to be ten. Yeah. So we're going to live in a world with ten Fast and Furious movies. That's crazy. I think mean, there's two spinoffs that they're working on that's as well. Two, yeah, so. and, and that they're in a canon. Like, there's, whatever, 25 James Bond movies. Yeah. But I always look at them as each one is kind of a, a different a reboot, a different universe. Or even, like, there's not even that many, but how many movies Batman's in or whatever. But there's not that many of a, of a line, but they're just going right down the center of the line and saying, we're going to have car crashes, and we got money to hire really crazy actors, yeah. and we got Kurt Russell now, and we've got Charlize Theron, and they're just going to keep... Like, I expect the teaser at the end of Fast and Furious 9, I can't even imagine, but it's going to be like, we got Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. You know, it's going to be Whoever something... we
2: want basically. Yeah.
1: I can't imagine when part one came out if you said, there's going to be a movie seven or eight movies from now, and it's going to be Kurt Russell and Charlize Theron, and there's going to be this big action hero called The Rock. He's going yeah. to be in it. That's crazy. Really, if he doesn't become King, president. Yeah, yeah President <laughs> Rock was in a movie, was in the Fast and the Furious franchise. President Scorpion King. The other March Break movie, Paddington 2, is interesting in that everyone seemed to really like Paddington 1, but Paddington 2 has become this juggernaut nominated for real legit awards You can't find a bad review. Everyone loves it. (laughs) It's the Empire Strikes Back rule of the second one is more acclaimed than the first one, even. So I'm looking forward to that. Then our regular bookings this week, so starting February 23rd, it's a a slim week for the first time in a long time, which is great. Unless you're a Nicolas Cage fan.
2: Yes. It's the biggest week that we've had in months.
1: (laughs) So we have that. Our Ottawa premiere this week is... Mom and dad, starring Nicolas Cage. A rarity of getting Nicolas Cage up on the big screen
2: despite yeah. the 30 movies he does a year. Yeah, especially for this one. Like I don't I don't know yeah. if it has a theatrical run or not, but like I was impressed that we got it and very pleased. The last couple of Nick Cage movies I remember us having are years ago,
1: the Werner Herzog Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bad Lieutenant. We showed that. we
0: showed Joe, which was the David Gordon Green oh, yeah. movie which he did. Which was great. Which, which was, was really good. You know,
1: not not to besmirch Mom and Dad, but a real movie. You know? Like, yeah. A, a,
0: not not a uh, one of these action movies that he does. Sort
2: of. Yeah. His, his like, DTV, but a little bit yeah. better. Yeah.
1: But Mom and Dad is Nicolas Cage, who, it's funny when you're writing up the thing, you're like, Oscar winner Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and Selma Blair, who's great. And it just looks like a, a really dark kind of horror movie, thriller horror movie where parents all of a sudden want to kill their kids. Yeah. And that's the movie, like... Low budget, kind of a simple premise.
2: Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's like a rage-based thing, like yeah. 28 Days Later or something to that effect. Well, obviously not that insane. Like right. the crazies? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's maybe something like that, but they yeah. seem to be in control of their crazy. They're not
0: like frothing at the mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're able to like talk and... Although I would like that too, if it was Cage <laughs> yeah.
2: frothing in the mouth. I love Nick Cage, and
1: even if you look at his resume in the past 10 years... It's almost like a batting average. Like,
2: maybe only four out of ten are good, but he's just working so much. And he does what he does. Like, I was thinking about that. I recently rewatched this past week Face Off and uh, Bad Lieutenant. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, off, I mean, it's stupid, but it is so fun. Like, it is so ridiculous to see him, like, full cage. And then you also get full Travolta cage. as full cage and full Travolta cage and then cage Travolta. And it's just like... I
1: remember that movie that they were both really
2: good... They were acting, you yeah. know? Like, yeah.
1: sometimes you forget that a, that a star, and at the time they were both big stars, mm-hmm. are actors. And they were both really good at mimicking each other. Yeah. And it was a dumb movie. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's (laughs) just ridiculous. Especially when you, like, lay it out. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah,
2: it it, it hits a certain point where you're just like, okay, no, wait a minute. Like, when, when, like, Cage wakes up with no face and then somehow is able to get his goons to find the doctor to bring them the (laughs) clinic to put the face on and then burn the whole clinic and everyone involved. And you're like, what?
3: What? what?"
2: Like... (laughs) But you're like, oh yeah, no, it's face off, right? Okay. Well, right.
0: before before doing that, they, he does the face swap. Yeah,
2: of course, and like it's it's just I don't know with it's, the voice
0: chip and the that's that's amazing too. Just like that is
2: a highly recommended dumb cage yeah. movie. But like, <laughs> but but the point of it is like I really I respect him for just he's got such a cool niche now, and like yeah. he doesn't care. Like he just kind of seems to do what he wants, and like yeah, you could argue a lot of it's for the money. He, and like you know he's had tax problems in the past and stuff like that but but it's it's like it's kind of cool that he's in 2018 like he's this guy that's just people love seeing him go like crazy in movies and they're like yeah yeah more of that we want that and And if you look there are some some real good indie
1: films in there mm -hmm. and so he's still working and i still think even though i don't know how old he is he's probably like 55 or something who knows but (laughs) i still think his career's young and i still think he has like a Quentin Tarantino comeback, you know, like that Edgar Wright or Quentin Tarantino or somebody will put him in a movie. Yeah, his Travolta (laughs) role. Or he'll play like the villain in a Star Wars movie, like something. He's still got more stuff ahead of him, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Mom and Dad. Our other three films this week are this marathon we've been on of Oscar films. We still haven't shown them all, but we will soon. So the new film for us this week is Three Billboards, or Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. No one will say the full title. I don't yeah, you had to double of. check it yourself. If yeah, Ebbing. You're, <laughs> you're like, where was that? But this is, it's funny because I admit the trailer plays it a bit light, but I don't think it's a light film. Yeah, no. not from what I've understood. But it's a great cast. Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell, Francis McDormand. I love all three of them. Yeah. It's... Up for I don't know if it's the most, but it's up for seven Oscars. Yeah. And really just like And I want a bunch of Golden Globes. And yeah. it's up for everything, like picture actors, you know, even like Woody and Sam Rockwell are up against each other. Ooh. So I saw Sam Rockwell on a Talk Show joking about that. Like they're gonna they're gonna split the vote, you know. But so, <laughs> so
2: they're up for actor or supporting,
0: I think supporting actor, they're both yeah. supporting okay, actor, yeah. yeah.
2: And then Francis is up for actress. I was always gonna say if they're up against Oldman it's probably not like a yeah. for them. Yeah.
0: She
1: won about God, over 20 years ago now for Fargo. Oh, my God. That's... 1995, uh, right? 96, 96. Yeah. I want to say. And that's one of my favorite female performances ever. That's one of my yeah. favorite women heroes in a movie. I, like, I love that movie. I can't believe how long ago that was. I know. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So, yeah, so three billboards and then two holdovers,
0: I, Tonya, and Phantom Thread. I've seen I, Tanya and... Phantom Thread is amazing.
1: Yeah, use our phantom thread. I want to see
0: it again. I I gonna come Saturday. Didn't quite make it. Yeah, because I saw it at another theater. I want to see it here. Yeah, I'm it's a I'm must see second. for sure. Uh, Last time you'll get to see Daniel Day Lewis. You, you think he'll stick? He seems pretty serious about it. But did he? Do he might. Yeah, <laughs> he might have threatened threatened it before. I don't know.
1: Because didn't he retire? or maybe he didn't retire, but he he went away and became a, a shoemaker. He became, maybe he's
0: like Sinatra. Like yeah. Sinatra, didn't he retire like five times? Yeah.
1: I always Jay-Z. just think that yeah.
2: he's he's the Jay Z of his era.
1: I think <laughs> Wait, it's amazing what? if he does retire. It's amazing to walk away. But I, I always just think like if five, ten years from now, if like I mean, he's kind of worked with everybody. Yeah. But if Scorsese comes to him and is like, "I have a perfect role, please come back," I'm like, ah, they'll talk." I, him I want it. him to do
2: like a screwball comedy as his last movie, like just some yeah. out <laughs> of left field ridiculous thing, or like a what? buddy cop movie with the
1: Rock. Yeah, that would yeah. be great. But yeah, like, and and he's not again, he's not that old to retire, but. I think. There's nothing left to prove, really, I guess. It's funny, I listened to the Mark Marin with Macaulay Culkin, and Marin has such a respect for somebody who walks away from the horrors of Hollywood. And he was talking with somebody about. Who is he talking to? Paul Thomas Anderson? About this, and saying that he respects somebody so much to just be like, oh, Hollywood's horrible, I'm gonna go home. And there's so many actors who've kind of done that over the years. Or actors who don't play the Hollywood game, you know, kind of Harrison Ford's been famous for years that he doesn't live in Hollywood, doesn't go to the parties, works kind of like a carpenter, like kind of comes in, does his job. And he yeah. was a carpenter. Yeah, and he was I a was carpenter. Gonna say, yeah. Yeah.
2: That blew my mind, seeing the picture of him doing carpentry before Star Wars and you're like, what?
1: That's one of my favorite legends is that he was out. He was kind of like, oh, I'm done with it. And George Lucas had him working, like building something around the studios. And talked him into reading sides. Like, come on in, you'll get fifty bucks. Read some sides, and that was him getting into Star Wars. Yeah. Because after he
2: was just like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, I don't just do, do this one scene, get a couple of dollars. On. Okay, yeah, just yeah. one more scene. One, one more scene. He yeah, the scene. whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Jesus. Um, I love Paul Thomas Anderson. I I, oh,
1: yeah. I think he's a perfect filmmaker for me at this point. Uh, a couple of his films I like a bit more or less, but. I don't think he's done a bad movie.
0: I think this could be one of his best, *Phantom Thread*.
1: And and he's an interesting anomaly because he's—you almost expect him to be this like highbrow artsy guy,
2: but he's not. He's just
1: total like laid-back movie nerd. Yeah, yep. I, I
2: know very little about him actually. Like, just I, I've seen all his movies, but or, well, apart from *Phantom Thread*. But yeah, I don't really know anything about him other than that. I guess he's uh, he's very good at what he does and seems like a fun guy <laughs> I, like, I like the idea that he and pt anderson should switch a
1: film and so pt anderson should direct some highbrow artistic drama about the fashion industry and paul thomas anderson should go and direct a resident evil movie yeah yeah i think that'd be
2: really <laughs> cool man yeah that'd be or, or they could do like a half-half like uh like oh, tarantino yeah. and uh and robert rodriguez uh, yeah, yeah share a movie yes uh, yeah, I would watch that
1: I still I, in the early early days he was
2: he's Paul T- Paul Paul Anderson Paul Anderson, Anderson.
0: Paul, Paul V.S. Anderson, Anderson or something he, he yeah. was
1: uh, on the poster now it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. The other guy in the beginning, I think, was. I think they were both Paul Anderson at one point. And then if you look at Resident Evil, it's Paul Anderson. And then on some of his posters, it, it's like a week. Yeah, a it's WS? Like WS. Yeah. It's like Didn't a he weird... do Event Horizon? He did. He did. I was yeah. going to say,
2: that's his high watermark. Right. And um, that, that
1: for was for back in the day. You think of that. that was at the time when I swear, I think it was that movie where I was like, wow, the guy who did Boogie Nights did Event Horizon. <laughs> and. Which I would have been fine with. Yeah. But now, I mean, the other Anderson probably has a bigger box office record than Paul Thomas. Yeah. Because Boogie Nights wasn't a big hit. You know, I bet your Resident Evil movie has made more than Phantom Thread. So it's a weird thing. Yeah, it's a weird thing That these two guys with the same name... Are complete polar opposite genres.
2: Have they ever like spoke to each other or like met? Like is I heard they really met and, and had like oh, really? amicable jokes about uh, it. You know, yeah, okay. like, I was cool. Yeah, it was like Paul Thomas Anderson
1: bumped into him at you know some event. Yeah, and they were introduced. In and there, can and I, I like, hold oh, your okay. Oscar, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this what it looks like? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You can have my Razzie award. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and my bucket of money from all the. Resident Evil movies. Yeah, I'm sure he's not
2: too upset, but no. it's, it's that's pretty hilarious that like the other director is like one of the great modern directors. Yeah. You know and the other
1: guy is, is almost like a like a modern drive in classic kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, Death race. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, and then Itanya, which I saw it blew me away. I loved it. I, there was so much I didn't know about that story. Like, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I just couldn't... Like, literally, I was watching with my wife, and she was like, is, is this real? Like, with this yeah. stuff that's happening. And I was like, I, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't well, know. Well, because
0: all, all you knew at the time was what the media was spinning. Yeah. And, this well, is, and, you know, and whatever the
2: best story was, basically. Yeah. You know? and, and so it's. I, I remember, like, I kind of thought, like, sh, you know, she hit Nancy Kerrigan with the pipe when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah. Like, you know, who knew, who knew?
1: And it's one of those things where it really... I mean, this is an extreme version of figure skating, but I've always not liked figure skating in those kind of sports because weightlifting the strongest person wins. Yeah, Running, swimming, sports, there's always an anomaly where, oh, someone cheated or whatever. But usually it's like, oh, you scored five goals, you scored one, you guys win. But in figure skating, forever it's been that, oh, they didn't like your dress, they don't like you. And you really see that in this movie where there was times where she should have been higher, yeah. but because she was a redneck, because she danced to a rock and roll song, because she couldn't afford a nice dress, yeah, she was really pushed out. And it really... She's a victim of the snobbery. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it really take somebody who at one point in recent history was a full-blown villain and makes her into a, like, you feel, you feel for her as a human being. And, and, I, and I can't think of many movies that have done that, that really turned around a true-life character where they were a full-blown villain, and now you're like, oh, well, she really got screwed like 10 different times. No, and
2: there's still people who'll never watch it and be like, no, she's a horrible person. And I saw a lot of that even before I saw the movie. And I was kind of a little apprehensive too going into it. I was just like, oh, you know, I don't know about this. But like, yeah, it's it's a shocking story. It really
1: is. And it's with the nine nominations this year it's another movie where I'm like oh this could have been the 10th movie I I thought it was really deserving it got a couple actor awards a very deserving editing award because some of the editing even just the illusion of when when the actress or the stunt person or the special effect is skating
2: is a pretty good blur there was only
1: a couple times where I might have gone oh that's a face placement or something yeah
2: that's tough that's tough too because like you're sort of watching for it because you're like okay there's no way that she's actually doing this skating (laughs) and you you know when you think of
1: special effects you think of dinosaurs monsters but the special effects in this movie must have been very interesting because they they must have had a true olympic caliber skater skating and then intercutting that with Margot Robbie jumping around or skating just a little bit. Yeah. And then face placement and everything to put that to music and to get that all together. It was, it was very impressive.
2: Yeah. And, and the, the period specific stuff as well. And like, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure the music was all accurate as well. Like, I mean, for the stuff oh, she was yeah. dancing to. It's, it's,
0: yeah. It's got yeah. a good soundtrack for sure. Yeah. Like classic rock.
2: Almost like, it's so weird. It, it really like, you can, you can almost hear the money in the soundtrack. Oh, God, like yeah. just cause some of the choices I was like, damn, these are like heavy hitters. <laughs> I always think that any time a David Bowie song or an Elton John
1: song pops up or a Beatles song, I'm like, whoa, yeah. you just spent a big chunk of your money <laughs> you on got that. Money. Yeah. <laughs> You'll hear it sometimes, even if it's if it's somebody else singing the Beatles song, mm. that's cheaper. Which is so weird to me. Because I guess you're only paying for the music and not the vocals. Yeah. A lot of times that's why there are covers in modern movies when mm-hmm. it's a
2: an old pop standard romance favorite yeah. they get somebody else to do it because
1: that's cheaper which is so crazy and it's also
2: cheaper to if you only do like 20 to 30 seconds of yeah. a song instead of like anything over that it's like twice the price it's some weird thing I remember friends of mine were trying to like cover a song or something, oh, yeah. and it was like yeah this big elaborate thing they're like oh you can do 30 seconds of it for this amount or this much and you're like uh, we don't want to do it anymore <laughs>
1: but there has been the turn on Happy Birthday where it's finally public domain yeah thank god so we, we can release that next yeah. <laughs> our, our free trio use. version of that for years you'd hear movies and they'd always be singing kind of a happy birthday song, but it wasn't happy <laughs> it's birthday. It's going on. happy, happy <laughs> birthday. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is weird. Yeah, so that's our films this week. Mom and Dad's the premiere, Three Billboards, Phantom Thread, and I, Tonya are Oscar nominees. And then also a Saturday Night Cinema on Saturday, March 2nd, our latest secret film. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? I don't know what it
0: is. I. It's one of two movies. Yeah. There's two selections that are going to be... Like one of them will be picked. I don't know which one. Yeah, we made a good turnout. I kind of like things. not knowing. Yeah, yeah. it's fun.
1: Like, I think Eric introduced the last one,
2: and I remember asking you, like, are you going to introduce it, or are you just going to go, like,
0: here's some hints? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: and, and it's 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 nice to to like, you know, experience it like the excitement and uh and like and plus like nobody seemed to have heard of it anyways. By the yeah, time I yeah, said yeah. what it was, it was like you know, I, I was kinda I guess in the back of my mind I thought like I would say it and then someone would be like, Woo like yeah. one guy in the audience, but I was like, No, that's not how it works. I, I will admit
1: here now that I was the faux projectionist that night, and there was a theatrical cut of the film and a director's cut of the film that was like half an hour longer. Yeah,
2: we never did figure that out. And I'm pretty
1: I, I, sure, I didn't mean to, that I pressed play on the 90 minute version, not the 120 minute version.
2: And I still can't find any oh, yeah, information about yeah, it. Right? I've been looking, because no, there's Blu ray. I think it's. There, there's like, a
0: second movie on there.
2: Yeah, uh, no, no, no. I don't know if it's like, because there's, there's a
0: different, there's some kung fu movie on there as a supplement.
2: But it does say like because it's like an hour twenty seven minutes, but on the back it says an hour and forty nine minutes. So I don't know if that's a misprint or if right. it's just like a PAL to NTSC conversion mistake. Something. I haven't yeah. been able to figure that out. So I don't. It's I don't know. You mystery. might be off the hook. Maybe nobody minded.
1: Everyone clapped at the end and I was and at that. For a late, late movie, I think a 90-minute movie works better than a two-hour movie. It was, yeah. Perfect. Know,
2: so. It was like, yeah, it was an amazing time to end it, uh, yeah. says my wife, who was yeah. going <laughs> sleep next to me. I was like, wow, she lasted that whole terrible movie. So yeah, so
1: join us for the new Saturday Night Cinema Surprise. Whatever it may be. Uh, so we're going to wrap this up. I have to go do some other things, and these guys are both on the clock working right now. We're <laughs> multitasking.
2: It's a good deal. We're slacking off. <laughs> slacking <laughs>
1: off. Thanks for listening. Go check us out on all the social media stuff. Visit our friends at House of Tiger across street before you come see a movie have some probies, play some video games and we'll see you back here soon for some more movies and we'll see you soon for the Oscars that's always
2: a big thing see it for the Oscars in about a week or so She's a week a week <laughs> gosh that, that really crept up I hope uh, Nick Cage gets it for mom and dad
3: yeah <laughs> we never thought it would happen nobody gets in or out of that town now is that clear the girl just died how do you intend to let the people know about all this we were asleep, they dragged us right out of the house. Are we under martial law? Don't talk to me or anybody else unless you get a voice print check. Oh, hell's broke loose in town. Nobody knows what's going on. Now, look, you just can't push us around this way. We've got to get a nuclear weapon in the air above that town. Oh. Well, what the hell's going on, Sheriff? You know what I do, boy. Let's go. I've taken me no place. Go, go. Go, man, this is easy. They started something they can't stop, The Crazies. Something that dements, something that inflames, something that brutalizes, its madness unleashed by human error, The Crazies. Can they tame it before time runs out? I'm a key man on the crisis team. A key man. I'm one of the developers of the goddamn thing. Now, if you want me to get the job done, you get me the stuff I need, and you get it the hell in here before the morning's over. A small town becomes a giant stockade. Evan City must be contained or leveled. We're all concerned with Evan City, Mr. Hawks. If we have to push the button, we just say the. Weapon went off. Get me the president. 3,614 people are trapped by an unknown enemy. Five are on the run. Can they escape the spreading fury of the crazies? You can make it. I know it. David! David! They're coming, David! David, they're coming. We gotta get out of here. Jesus, man. And I want a weapon search for the entire town. Watch it, Bobby! This is exactly the kind of thing we're trying to prevent. A lethal terror snowballs into hell. In there! Madness runs are you, are you rampant. We'll dope it out sooner or later. (laughs) Sooner or later. The crazy.